Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Coach, where we discuss college opportunities and cultivating habits. I'm Rannon. I'm Katie. I'm Avalon. And we are your academic coaches. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're handling a hard subject of burnout. Burnout is something that is very real for students. The survey taken by Southern New Hampshire University showed that 85% of students felt burnout sometime in their college career. 30% have seen negative effects of burnout, and 28% had experienced it from a high degree where it makes it hard to function. This is a lot of people. I know by experience burnout. Coaches, what are some experiences that you've experienced for burnout? Well, so actually an experience I'm experiencing right now is I used to love running so much, but recently I've experienced burnout with running. And so I've turned down some opportunities to do like relays and to get together with groups because I just can't get the motivation to go running. And so I'm excited to listen to all the conversations we have today and come up with some ideas. For me, I have found that I have a trend every semester around midterms, a little bit before, sometimes after. I get burned out completely and I just feel like I'm willing to just let the class fail. And because I've identified this trend, I've learned to prepare for it. Though in the past, I have had detrimental experiences with the burnout. But after going through it once or twice, I've identified some behaviors that I tend to do and ways that I can help mitigate the burnout risk that I often face every single semester. Wow, that's really good. Taking proactive stance and working through that. Go Katie. Today, we wanted to go over the phases of burnout, how to prevent it, how to spot the signs of burnout, and how to recover from burnout and bounce back better than before. First, with prevention, this is super important to keep your mental health on a healthy track and can be super important for your health and your academic performance, and we'll thank you for it later. So with this, we have three main things to help. You can, one, stay involved on campus or in your schoolwork or at your job. You can also, two, create good study habits and finally learn to say no and set boundaries with yourself. Staying involved is, is a really good way of building a support system and doing things that make you happy. When you do have a good support system, it is easier to detect burnout from a distance than you have people to detect your bad signs. Pretty much other people can read you easier than you reading yourself, pretty much, is that mentality. And there's a lot of ways you can get involved at Weber State. And there are some amazing second families, or what I call them, not blood, but the ones that you create, right? What are some of your favorite things that you like to do for building a second family? For me, I've been loving the PE courses. I took yoga and it was my best thing that I did. And I took ice skating this year and it is this semester. And it is something that I'll do on repeat because I find the best friends. What are some examples for you guys? Earlier in my college experience, I loved clubs and orgs. I've joined the pre-law association. I've joined a sorority and I've loved all the friends and experiences that I've gotten out of those. But resource wise, I work at the Women's Center, and I love their mission, their values, and all of their programs, so I definitely would call them my second family. I love that. Three organizations that I really connect with here on campus is, number one, the Honor Center. Katie and I have met and spent time with the Honor Center together, which is pretty fun, and there's just a lot of free resources at the Honor Center. Another one is the LDSSA organization, which just has activities and people that are of my same religion, and it's really nice. And then the last is the microbiology major room. And this connects with people of my own major. And there's snacks and study places, and it's pretty neat. I hope our listeners can identify some of their second families and keep them in mind as we continue through this podcast. The other two great ways to prevent burnout is creating good study habits, such as using a weekly planner to maintain organizations and to set realistic expectations for yourself, or to even block out time to find a study routine in a good environment. 
We also have a lot of helpful tips in our previous podcast episodes, specifically episode 47 on time management. On top of that, we also have another great episode to look at where we talk about boundaries and learning how to say no. This is very important in life and a great way to stop burnout before it begins. If you are interested in learning more about this and diving into this information, our previous episode titled The Freedom of Boundaries will have all of the advice and tips and strategies you will need to learn how to set boundaries. That's beautiful, Katie. Thank you. While these are great prevention techniques, you also need to know when you're starting to feel burnout and what to look for. Some big symptoms are exhaustion, lack of motivation, and interest overall. Not able to be creative and not able to concentrate, feeling more irritable than usual, getting sick more often, and feeling anxious and depressed more consistently. Being able to pick out these symptoms early is super important to start the recovery process. One of the big reasons that a good support system is important is that they can be there to help you and point it out when you're starting to feel burnout and help you start conversations on how to recover. That's really true. I see this in my own family. They always know how to see me better than I'm able to see myself. There are so many ways to recover from burnout, which is an amazing thing. One of the big ones is self care, practice self-care. Talking to someone, evaluating your current schedule and workload is very, very big. So talking to friends and family to help you through these struggles helps you a ton. You are also able to release this burden of feeling alone. You get a perspective on it, so your family's perspective, and you don't have to feel like you're attacking everything at different angles. You're not just getting it from your own perspective. And it can make you feel comfortable when it's someone in your inner circle. But if that's not an option, group therapy is amazing. In Weber State, you get free 12 sessions use them. They help so much and they are so easy to help reevaluate your workload and help with your everyday prioritization. To get more information on that, we actually have an interview in episode 38 on the Counseling Center that will help with all of those natures on how to sign up, what your options are, and all of those things. And practicing self-care on your own can be really helpful. So I like to do spa days with my friends. You can get in a good book and do absolutely nothing. My favorite thing is to go to a restaurant by myself and get some good food and get a spa day at home. Coaches, what are your ways that you practice self-care? My primary way to um, practice self-care is to doodle while I am in class or to just kind of journal. I've started that recently and I found that writing down things that are worrying me or stressing me out, just jotting them down and then ending it with an affirmation has helped me quite a bit. So that might be something listeners are interested in. I love that. Something I really enjoy is journaling, especially I call it honest journaling, where I can just tell exactly what I'm feeling and then ask myself, is that really what's happening? And it frees a lot of stress to say, I'm really stressed because I'm going to fail a class. And I can say, is that true? Is that true that I'm going to fail a class? And usually it's not true. And so that's really nice. And another thing I like to do is spend time with my younger sisters. I love that. I love the theme of spending time with people in your inner circle, your second family. So these are some amazing suggestions. And I hope today that you have learned how to prevent burnout, figured out how you can identify it in yourself, how to spot it, and how to help with burnout if it does occur. So with that, we will wrap up today's episode with a quote from Roman poet Ovid. He says, take rest. A field that has rested gives a bountiful crop. Thank you for tuning in to Coat. Catch you later, Wildcats. Wildcats.